Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 423. Give me, O Lord, an understanding heart, that I may learn to know myself in thee, to spurn the wrong and choose the better part, and thus from sinful bondage be set free. Hymn 423. like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and you will see the link for the Wednesday evening text. <clears throat> the theme for tonight is Perfect Love Drowns My Fears. The readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. I will read from the Bible, Psalm. 
How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. First John Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he had given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Matthew. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. Luke, then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, what man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends, neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety-nine just persons which need no repentance. First John, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. 
We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. Romans. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Second Timothy. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I will now read correlative passages from our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works, both by Mary Baker Eddy. The fear of disease and love of sin are the sources of man's enslavement. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but the scriptures also declare through the exalted thought of John that perfect love casteth out fear. Love is not something put upon a shelf to be taken down on rare occasions with sugar tongue and laid on a rose leaf. I make strong demands on love, call for active witnesses to prove it, and noble sacrifices and grand achievements as its result. Unless these appear, I cast aside the word as a sham and counterfeit, having no ring of true metal. Love cannot be a mere abstraction or goodness without activity and power. As a human quality, the glorious significance of affection is more than words. It is the tender, unselfish deed done in secret, the silent, ceaseless prayer, the self-forgetful heart that overflows, the veiled form stealing on an errand of mercy out of a side door, the little feet tripping along the sidewalk, the gentle hand opening the door that turns toward wanton woe, sickness and sorrow, and thus lighten the dark places of earth. The human affections need to be changed from self to benevolence and love for God and man, changed to having but one God and loving him supremely and helping our brother man. Doctors should not implant disease in the thoughts of their patients as they so frequently do, by declaring disease to be a fixed fact, even before they go to work to eradicate the disease through the material faith which they inspire. Instead of furnishing thought with fear, they should try to correct this turbulent element of mortal mind by the influence of divine love which casted out fear. The physicians 
who lacks sympathy for his fellow beings, is deficient in human affection. And we have the apostolic warrant for asking, He that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Not having the spiritual affection, the physician lacks faith in the divine mind and has not the recognition of infinite love, which alone confers the healing power. The fear occasioned by ignorance can be cured, but to remove the effects of fear produced by sin, you must rise above both fear and sin. Disease is expressed not so much by the lips as in the functions of the body. Establish the scientific sense of health and you relieve the oppressed organ. The inflammation, decomposition, or deposit will abate and the disabled organ will resume its healthy function. Anodyne, counter-irritant, and depletion never reduce inflammation scientifically, but the truth of being whispered into the ear of mortal mind will bring relief. Hatred and its effect on the body are removed by love. Because mortal mind seems to be conscious, the sick say, how can my mind cause a disease I never thought of and knew nothing about until it appeared on my body? The author has answered this question in her explanation of disease as originating in human belief before it is consciously apparent on the body, which is in fact the objective state of mortal mind, though it is called matter. This mortal blindness and its sharp consequences show our need of divine metaphysics. Through immortal mind or truth, we can destroy all ills which proceed from mortal mind. Christian science declares that sickness is a belief, a latent fear made manifest on the body in different forms of fear or disease. This fear is formed unconsciously in the silent thought as when you awaken from sleep and feel ill, experiencing the effect of a fear whose existence you do not realize. But if you fall asleep, actually conscious of the truth of Christian science, namely that man's harmony is no more to be invaded than the rhythm of the universe, we cannot awaken fear or suffering of any sort. Science says to fear, you are the cause of all sickness, but you are a self-constituted falsity. You are darkness, nothingness. You are without hope and without God in the world. You do not exist and have no right to exist, for perfect love casteth out fear. God is everywhere. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard, and this voice is truth that destroys error and love that casts out fear. Christian science reveals the fact that 
If suffering exists, it is in the mortal mind only, for matter has no sensation and cannot suffer. Every trial of our faith in God makes us stronger. The more difficult seems the material condition to be overcome by spirit, the stronger should be our faith and the purer our love. The Apostle John says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Here is a definite and inspired proclamation of Christian science. The vital part, the heart and soul of Christian science is love. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. the next hymn. Hymn number 105. Help us to help each other, Lord, each other's cross to bear. Let each his friendly aid afford and feel his brother's care. Hymn number 105.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. And we warmly welcome everyone from everywhere to all of our services in person, on the telephone, over the internet, or listening to recordings of our services. <clears throat> At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m. But an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss the week's lesson and also current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for a lively roundtable discussion at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock too. Our Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students live out of state or out of the country and they attend by calling in on the telephone through a special dedicated teleconference number. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that phone number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. <clears throat> we have a website, plainfieldcs.com, where you'll find the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy and writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her and saw her live this science on a daily basis. These are a wonderful source to get the pure teaching that Mrs. Eddy gave. There is quite a variety of helpful literature on our website, and you will always find something there to meet your need. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. And to aid in that goal, we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. As I said, they're all free. And we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the whole family. <clears throat> I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, 
It scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind, when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm thankful for today's calendar quote from Mary Baker Eddy, which reads, Nothing but the power of truth can prevent prevent the fear of error, and prove man's dominion over error. I'm so grateful for what I'm learning through the teaching of Christian science in this church, which is giving me the understanding to pray and practice consistently with the truth about God's allness that is both curative and preventative. Thank you so much for tonight's reading, for the music and for all the testimonies to be given tonight. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Karen from California, go ahead, please. Good evening, and thank you for those beautiful readings, Florence. I would like to express my gratitude to God for showing me once again that I am never outside of his loving care. On the day that I go grocery shopping, I visit two stores in order to get everything we need for the week. Last week when I went, I had visited the first store, then drove to my next stop, which is very close by. While driving, I often listen to something from our website. That morning, I was listening to Kratzer's article, The Law of Right Feeling. In this article, he says, quote, Let one of our watchwords be no connection between the good of the mind and discordant human or material circumstances. We can always say to ourselves that God is a sufficient reason for not fearing, not doubting, not worrying, not grieving, end quote. After parking the car, I got out, but could not stand up straight without a lot of pain. My first thought was to get back in the car and go home. Then I remembered what I had been listening to, 
and declared that there was no connection between the pain I seemed to be feeling and my real spiritual selfhood as a child of God. I was determined to rely on this invincible truth, the same truth our Master relied on for his healings. I looked for a cart to see if I could use one to lean on, but there was not one available. So I prayed to God to show me how to proceed, and I just started walking towards the store as best I could. As soon as I got into the store, I found a cart and proceeded to do my my shopping, literally leaning on God. I affirmed constantly that I could only feel God's presence and that this so-called pain could not keep me from feeling His omnipresent love. As I walked around doing my shopping, I gradually started to feel more freedom with every step. When it came time to walk out of the store with my bag full of groceries, I realized I could walk to my car without the aid of the cart. As I got into my car, I told God how grateful I was for his loving presence and knew that that was all I could ever feel. Thing else. I'm so No matter how real error feels to me, she is like an immovable rock, absolute in the truth of God's allness and the unreality of anything else. With her support and a growing understanding of the teachings of Christian science, I am learning how to better practice this Christ truth in my daily life. Making the errors that come to me less real in my thought and magnifying the truth about my true spirituality, I am gaining more confidence and trust in God's omnipotent and omnipresent love. I am so grateful to Christ Jesus and his teachings and example of the power of this Christ truth and to our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, whose devotion to God and love for mankind brought forth our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. Her discovery of the science of Christ is enabling mankind to do what Jesus promised we would do, quote, and greater works shall ye do, because I go unto my Father, end quote. Thank you. Shahidat from Maryland. Go ahead, please. Good evening. I'd like to share a healing I had recently. Last Sunday afternoon, I went to brunch with a, a, a couple of friends, there were four of us around a table when I realized that I could barely hear the lady sitting diagonally across from me. She sounded like she was in, like she was miles away, underwater, and in a cave. I immediately excused myself to go to the restroom to declare the truth of my hearing to myself, that I was a spiritual idea 
and my faculties could never deteriorate. Later that evening, when I had my regular call with my practitioner, I mentioned this distressing incident to her, and she too reassured me of my spiritual nature and agreed to pray for me. I held on to the simple truth that I am not material, but I am spiritual, and as thus, I cannot cannot deteriorate or fail in any way, fashion, or form. I held to that simple truth, which was on Sunday, and on Monday, as we were watching the chosen live stream from Monday, from Sunday night, when it occurred to me that I could hear everything perfectly. It was after something that never happened because, of course, nothing had ever happened. Uh, there was no, as our leader says in Science and Health, there was no lapse form or return to harmony. My hearing was always intact and never failed. I am very thankful for Christian science, and I'm thankful for the practitioner's help. Have a great evening. Thank you. Ingrid from California, go ahead, please. Thank you for your uh, readings and for all of you guys' beautiful work over there. It blesses us so much. I want to express my gratitude for all what I have learned in the science of the Christ. So amazing. And especially for uh, the great help I get from divine mind and divine love guiding and protecting in my work here with the houseless in Los Angeles. It is so wonderful to know that uh, any time, day or night, I can count on that help, protection, provision. And I want to especially uh, express my gratitude for this couple that um, end up houseless and Actually, just a couple of months, uh, they've been on the street, uh, which I'm always very glad to find or have someone let me know about because it's so much better to do it earlier, uh, that help. And the way they said it was, uh, they, they were both of them professionals making good money. And the way they said it was, we got addicted and we got evicted. And so that gave me, you know, pretty good clues about what to pray about or how to um, get God guidance for praying and helping them. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad that when I told them about this, Divine Metaphysics, they were very glad to look into it, and we ended up studying. They studied for hours. They started reading Science and Health, and it was so wonderful to know that the truth is what does the work and that God is the one doing everything. So whenever they said they were going to be studying or meet or something and they didn't do it, uh, it was good to know, hey, it's, it's them and God, and it is God with them. So uh, it was a very beautiful, uh, quiet work. And uh, she was pregnant five months, and... Um, I had to pray very much to uh, what I wanted as Christian science teaches is to see their pure only 
and primitive way as a child of God. And that God never made an addicted person ever. And no, he doesn't even know about it. And uh, thank God they said that they really wanted both of them to quit any any kind. They were just doing a couple of drugs and that they really were for it. Because, you know, that was the main thing since these babies on the way. And this is the way, you know, people get mesmerized. So I was as always very much working with ways that are vain. I'm so grateful for that. And uh, I'm glad to know that they got off the street. They were sleeping actually under a tarp and sleeping in a chair, each one of them every night. So we were able to, thank God, give them some roof and um, they decided to go with their families, which they haven't talked with them for a long time. And they decided to call them and they are all reunited together. So I'm just so grateful for the great help with this Science of the Christ for any work. And thank you so much for all your good work that also support us well. Thank you. Gary. Thank you, Florence, for those uh, readings on the power of divine love. Um, makes me very grateful for the services that we have in this church that are so filled with divine truth and love that they heal. Uh, it brings to mind an experience I had. It was a few years ago, but something I remember very well. Um, it was one afternoon that I, uh, my throat became very sore and I actually lost my voice. Couldn't really speak at all. Uh, the pain was so, so, so bad. Um, but in that week's lesson, there was a, a statement uh, in our textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, uh, that stated, discords have no support from nature or divine law. And uh, that came to me really quickly, and I began to declare for myself, well, this soreness that I feel in my throat has, has no support from nature or divine law. And I thought, well, if it doesn't have support from nature, and if it doesn't have support from divine law, it just doesn't have any support, and I don't have to have it. And I, I worked with that that afternoon, and, uh, and another statement came to mind um, from, uh, from our textbook, and I, I'm not sure if I have a quote uh, correctly, but uh, it's a statement that... Uh, uh, um, well, there, in the Bible it says, um, deny the devil and it will flee from you, or something like that. Resist. And, uh, and then Mrs. Eddie has a statement, uh, 
uh, you know, effectively the same thing, to uh, deny error, evil of every sort, and it will flee from you. So I mentally stopped my foot and said, no, I'm not going to accept this. It has no support from nature or divine law. It is evil. It is wrong. Um, and I'm not going to accept it. Well, that evening, uh, we had a service uh, in this in our church, and I was I attended, and I was actually able to participate in the service. I could feel God's love, and I felt surrounded by God's love. And the truth was so powerful in that service that by the end of the service, the soreness in my throat was gone, I was completely healed, and it never returned. I am so grateful for this science. I'm so grateful for Mary Baker Eddy for discovering it and living it and then giving it to us. And I'm so grateful to be a member of a church where it is practiced uh, and taught very well. Uh, again, it's thank you very much for the readings tonight, for the testimonies so far, and it's so great to be here with you all. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful tonight for all I'm learning here about Christian science. When I think back on the misconceptions I had of Christian science and Mary Baker Eddy before coming here, I feel in some sense, of course I wouldn't have understood them before being properly taught. But then I think of my old misconceptions of love, truth, goodness, and other very basic things that mankind seemingly takes for granted every day. And I start to get a much more full sense of all I have learned through the teachings given here in Plainfield and from practitioner support. Back then I knew so little of what God is and the reality of his creation. But now I've learned to at least be useful to God and perhaps a little more useful every day. And what a true blessing it is to be a member of this church and for the correct teaching that goes on here. It has undoubtedly changed my life for the better, and I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. I wanted to share a beautiful healing that occurred for me today. I'm just so grateful to my Plainfield practitioner for her wisdom and teaching that she shares. A few weeks ago, I testified of a wonderful healing of tooth decay as a result of holy practitioner support at this church. During that dental visit, there was some exasperation expressed that my teeth were in such good condition, and by the end of the visit, the dentist was actually proclaiming gum disease. Now, I had never had any issues with gums, no problems at all, and I did not agree with this idea. After the appointment, I was thanking my practitioner for her support. I was so grateful that the tooth decay was healed, and I stated that I would be testifying about it, but I would have to wait because now I had a second claim of gum disease to work on, and I wanted to get that all in order before testifying about the original healing of the tooth decay. 
But later on, in listening to her strength during a roundtable, I realised that I could not hold back a rightful testimony to the glory of God and the power of Christian science just because I was now working on a new claim of gum disease. When I told her, her kind comment was, we can't wait until we are perfect to testify as there wouldn't be any testimonies. So I loved that and I went on and I testified about the healing of my teeth. I then prayed to know how to proceed with addressing this claim of gum disease. I took some bold moves. I asked for a second opinion with a different dentist, and I delayed a follow-up visit for a couple of weeks in order for me to get my thought right, to be lifted up by God. I started working in earnest with Body, second article by Martha Wilcock, and it really helped me to understand that, quote, the physical body, one's physique, is simply one's thought manifest, end quote. That's by Martha Wilcox. And I could really also feel the clarity, power and clout of my practitioner's prayers in support of this. My thought was very peaceful about this and I looked forward to the time when I could report back and testify here that the gum disease claim had been overturned by God good. And today is that day. I marched across town to the dentist this morning with the article by Martha Wilcox blasting in my earbuds. Everyone I met at the dentist was absolutely lovely and they told me that my appointment was free. I would not be charged for it as they needed to check on the previous dentist's work who was new to the clinic and who had since been removed. There was absolutely no gum disease. No problems at all with my teeth or gums. I was so grateful to God. I turned up loudly in my earbuds on the way home, Plainfield Independent singing hymn 374. Quote, We thank thee and we bless thee, O Father of us all, that even before we ask thee, thou hearest thy children's call. End quote. So I am very grateful that this whole experience was totally covered by God's love. I am so grateful that there is no disease and that an inappropriate dentist was removed and now that whole clinic's clientele is blessed with good dentists that are there now. I am so grateful to this beautiful church for teaching Mary Baker Eddy's Pure Christian Science. I thank our Lord God, creator of all, dearest Christ Jesus and precious Mary Baker Eddy for showing us the truth of who we are. We are the children of God. So thank you all so much and so much love to you all, dearest Plainfield Independent. Thank you. Carrie Arkans from Arkansas. Carrie from Arkansas. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you, Carrie. Oh, great. Thank you so much. Um, I'm just calling this evening to um, express my gratitude for this wonderful service. I'm so grateful for Christian Science. I'm so grateful for the testimonies. Um, I've been listening to Plainfield Services for a couple years now, and the services are all so very helpful. Um, 
I, I love the round tables. I learn so much, and I, I take notes during round tables. And when articles are recommended or discussed or there are certain ideas expressed, I write them down. And I go over them later and, and think about them more deeply. So I'm very grateful for the round tables, and I'm, I'm learning so much about what it really means to pray and to know the truth. And I, I, I love the Sunday services. I, I, I just enjoy them so much. And when, during the hymns, I stand in my window and I sing, and I, I'm, I feel I'm singing to my neighborhood and my street, and I'm praying for everyone on my street and in my community. So I'm very grateful to have that opportunity. And I never thought I would be attending church service in my home office, but I really love it, and I really enjoy it. And I have a very loyal cat named Louie who attends church services with me, and I think he really enjoys them, too, and he loves the music. So thank you so very much for this beautiful service, and um, I'm very grateful to be a member of Plainfield. Thank you. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. I offer my gratitude tonight for the weekly lessons and the lesson writers and learning what love does, God's love. While studying the lesson last week on love, I remembered a time long ago before I found Plainfield Independent and I was teaching school. There was a little boy in my class who must have noticed that I had a persistent cough, and one day he brought me a box of cough drops. He never said a word, just handed the box to me with such gentle love in his eyes <coughs> Excuse me, that the cough stopped. Of course, I took the little box and thanked him, but I never had to open it. The cough was gone. I still think of that little fellow and his kindness. Unselfish love heals everything. Thank you. Thank you. Bruce. I also am so grateful for our lesson. Uh, this week, our golden text is the words of Jesus from John, where he says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. This is a very simple statement of truth, and it's meant a lot to me for a long, long time. In fact, I'm remembering a number of years ago when I was still in school, and you know how it is with kids in school, they talk about what their uh, religious beliefs are. And there was one person there who was so adamant about exclaiming that God actually had a physical entity and he lived somewhere above the clouds, who knows where. And not only did I not believe this because I knew that God was a spirit and not a tangible physical thing, but the thing that got me most was he was uh, arguing so ardently trying to get everybody to agree with his position, what he was believing. I didn't say anything, but I later at another time had an opportunity to speak with a very spiritually minded person 
And this person didn't try to coerce me or get me to believe anything, but simply went to the scriptures, to the words of Christ Jesus, and recited, God is a spirit, and they that worship him shall worship him in spirit and in truth. And this simple truth stated so plainly healed me, healed all my concern and angst that I had over this situation, and my heart was at peace again. So I'm so thankful for Christian science and for the wisdom of divine love, which, you know, says the right thing at the right time and doesn't waste a lot of words trying to argue with error, which is going to end up just stirring things up and make more contention. The thing that's needed most is a simple love for God and for his ways. And that's what happened to me that day. And I'm very grateful for it. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. <clears throat> this evening, I'd like to express my gratitude for learning how to pray correctly and how to pray for our communities and our world. A few months ago, I started to notice that there were frequent groups of young middle-aged boys biking together in these uh, groups but they were not following rules and seemed to disregard uh, whatever was going around them and just did whatever they, they wanted to do. They were getting more bold. One evening during rush hour in a very busy intersection, uh, there was a sudden influx of teenage boys on these bikes. They started to ride in the middle of the street, disrupting the traffic, doing daredevil moves. <clears throat> they just were, it was chaos. They were all over. I do remember affirming, you know, no, this is not, God would never have this happen. And it, just at that time, a truck was able to stop very suddenly to avoid a couple of them. And uh, they, they continued on with... Uh, very little regard to the laws or road safety. There was one child, though, there that I could see who knew it wasn't right, and he removed himself from the group. And I knew that the, the thoughts and the, uh, of God that he was responding to, they could respond to, too. Um, I knew that their parents wouldn't want them to be out there and doing this, and that they were protected, and that they were obedient to God and were not attracted to any rebellious behavior and would do right. <clears throat> um, I needed to move forward from the situ uh, in the car from where I was, and I continued to pray knowing that the, uh, the drivers could keep their peace and would be led to how to respond in this situation and if that included calling the police or speaking them or whatever, but that the peace could remain and that everything would be orderly and under God's government. I spent time every day praying about this situation and used one of the prayers written by Mary Baker Eddy from Watch's Prayers and Arguments from page 154. I knew that also these children would have an outlet so they could use this, um, these activities and its strengths. Some of them were quite skillful, actually, 
They just need to be in the right place. And that they would have an outlet, and that would be natural, normal, and safe. <clears throat> and I just noticed the other day as I was driving around, I have not seen any large groups of children cycling together, and that the children I do see bicycling are making good decisions and riding more carefully. It is so good for them to be able to get out and move around and have freedom, but I hold constantly that they cannot be influenced by anything but God, who created them and talks to them and governs them and gives them. He takes care of his ideas and they listen to him. I'm very grateful to be here tonight and to be part of the mission of this church. Thank you. Thank you. Michelle from Canada. Go ahead, please. Good evening, everyone. We must laugh as the sun shines, impartially and impersonally and unconditionally. This is a quote that my practitioner gave me lately and um, which I try to practice in relation to another person to shine and love as the, sh as the sun, as the sun, no matter what happens around me. And I'm so thankful for this because it helped me to be more conscious to not get offended by actions of other people, but stay calm and shine the light, the divine light. This I had have the opportunity on the weekend to practice this and to to stay calm in an adverse situation with much, where, where much discouragement was around and I could stay calm and voice some truth to the other person. And although there was a lot of resistance, finally, Today, the issue was resolved and the problem doesn't exist anymore and it never existed. So I'm very grateful for practitioner help, for Christ Jesus to show us the way in love, for Mary Baker Eddy and for the Plainfield Independent Christian Science Church. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sandy from North Carolina, go ahead, please. Hi, good evening. Uh, thank you for uh, the reading tonight for the hymn. Uh, well, um, like a previous testifier say, the, um, every day you learn something. For me tonight, I'm very grateful for Independent Christian Scientists in New Jersey. It's a deep gratitude to Christ Jesus and to our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, 
I had to time this week in the middle of the night to study her life and find the science. When I, when I start my understanding of Christian science, I didn't understand. <laughs> It, it couldn't come out of intellectual, um, in an intellectual way, or, or that kind of knowledge, the more to my knowledge. Like Miss Mary Beth explained, I think in the round table last Sunday, I had the opportunity to listen and really pay attention. And it came to me the importance of rules for motive and art was directly for the mind of God. It was divine ordained by the Christ. And this is one of the, the, the things that every day I had to pray to remember the manual and the instruction of Ms. Baker Eddie. I'm so grateful for you guys because at this moment, to me, it's no quantity in a spiritual progression. It's quality of thought. It's the tool, the set of free, the character free. I can never explain or express how the science and health has saved my life. I plan to commit suicide three or four, five times. I'm so grateful for practitioners. I mean, sure. I know the work they do. And the statement of being, or the statement of being, the Mary Baker Eddy say, they didn't know him. They didn't know us. But in the, in the six points of Mary Baker, he say, and he didn't know that she said, show me how to go. I will follow and rejoice all the rugged way. We will never in this life, we understand it's a science and it's perfect. Only Jesus, the Christ, demonstrated. And in the, in the, in, in the next progression, I guess we get it. But me, Sandy, a stroller, I'm alive because those practitioners, I was having a, a terrible thought that that was Neil Young talk about that sinister voice. And last week or the week before, when I was, the mental suggestion was a strong. And I only can dial the number of Miss Mary Beth twice, but I couldn't speak. The mental suggestion was so strong. But I got to do it. I got to dial her number, but I, I didn't got to speak at that moment. I'm so grateful for Christian Sciences New Jersey. Uh, 
I'm grateful for the practitioners that dedicate their life for this unbelievable work. Only the Christ knows what happened every moment and every second. And those lessons, so grateful for this beautiful congregation and for the true Peter Osfree and for everyone that expressed genuine the gratitude for Mary Baker Eddy to brought this, that's what Jesus Christ thought. And we have this opportunity in the United States of America to bless the whole world to Christian Scientists, New Jersey Independent. Thank you, and God bless you all. Thank you. Mary. I have a few things to read tonight. Um, first is from Pennsylvania. Part 9 of The Healer, which was included in the July 19th, 23 calendar statement email, was so profound, filling in for me a much more accurate and complete description of Mrs. Eddy. This is in part from inf information about her passing that absolutely makes sense, and also the occasion when she couldn't be found in the home for a while. Both ring true and are a great comfort. Thank you, Plainfield, for sharing such a gem, and thank you, Bruce, for reading it so beautifully. Thank you, Plainfield, Bruce, and the healer. And then this is from Holland. I am very grateful for the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, for all the great resources it makes available free of charge, for all the seekers all over the world in many languages, it is so comforting to listen to the roundtable discussions by my dear friends. It makes me feel that I am not all alone involved in, with what the world rejects, namely Christian science. Even most Christians have this notion that it is just a cult. But our battle is fighting ignorance and not trying to overcome something real. Because in our textbook it states, quote, there can be no effect from any other cause. And then from First Samuel, for the battle is the Lord's. And then this is a testimony from Missouri. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm so grateful that our all-loving Father, Mother, God is an ever-present help to us in our times of need. I had two incidents in recent weeks in which his tender, loving care came to help me when pain tried to assert itself. The first instance involved the pain resulting from me apparently overworking myself while rehabbing a rental house. I was working six to nine hours a day and sometimes had to contort my body to paint in particularly awkward and very small places in the house. When I got home one night, my lower back was very tight and ached. After I'd been asleep for a few hours and got up, as soon as I started walking, my entire lower back and the tops of both thighs went into painful cramps. I stopped short in a semi-bent over position and couldn't move. <clears throat> the cramps came on very suddenly and were a bit of a shock, and all I could do was cry out, God help me, which I repeated several times. Within 30 seconds, it all disappeared. The second instance was out by my pool after dark, I reached for a towel that was draped over the pool fence when I felt a sharp, stinging sensation on the inside of my right elbow. I knew immediately it was a wasp sting, as I recall seeing a wasp flying in that area a few days earlier. 
I held on to Mrs. Eddy's statement on page 514 of our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, which tells us, quote, All of God's creatures, moving in the harmony of science, are harmless, useful, indestructible, end quote. I knew that I couldn't be hurt for an innocent mistake in which I intended no harm to the wasp. I declared firmly that, quote, there is no pain in truth and no truth in pain from science and health. I was very consistent in not allowing myself to acknowledge any sensation of pain, and within about an hour there was no pain left at all. This is a much faster healing of an insect sting than I've experienced in the past years, and I'm very grateful to the Plainfield Church Independent for the weekly training sessions in which we are instructed to be instant in confronting error with the truth. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm so grateful to our ever-present Father, Mother, God, love, to our dear forever leader, Mary Baker Eddy, and to Christ Jesus, our way shower. I'm grateful for the teachings of Christian science that explain to us what angels are and train us to learn how to listen for and hear God's healing messages of truth. God's help is always right at hand, and we can repel fear and pain by knowing that God is all that there is in every circumstance. I'm very grateful for every testimony meeting and for all the healings that are shared each week. Thank you all from a kindred heart in Missouri. And then my this last testimony is from West Australia. When fairly new in Christian science, inspirations came to me. I saw that I relied on practitioners for healing always, but it was re revealed to me that God is the healer. Having had so many healings, even in the night on call, from especially one loving practitioner, it gave me confidence to know, no, God is always willing and certainly able to heal. Then the question came to my thought, what would you do if you could not contact a practitioner? As by this stage in life, I had no confidence in the medical, so I decided I would have to rely on God in such a situation, as I did not feel I was competent to heal. Yes, I thought, I would have to rely wholly on God to perform the healing, and I knew he would do it. I knew that declaring a diagnosis is the medical model and was not in the interest of the patient. A short time after these thoughts, my eight-year-old son, whilst rollerblading, sat on a lightweight chair and toppled backwards off the two-meter balcony, the middle of his spine hitting a huge, sharp rock. He could not move at all. I made four calls to practitioners between checking him for movement each time, his sister staying by him, confirming his lack of movement. I felt my choices were to call an ambulance and have them declare him paralyzed or rely wholly on God. I closed my mind wholly and absolutely on such morbid conclusions for my precious child and determined to rely wholly and absolutely on the Almighty. It dawned on me that it had been God who asked me what would I do if I could not find a practitioner as I had always found practitioners easily to contact. I knelt on the ground beside the two children. I bowed now in full humility, knowing God would indeed heal this boy himself directly. 
I mentally asked if there was anything God required of me, knowing the Almighty was indeed adequate of himself. I knew the Almighty was present, and he indicated to the Christ Jesus. I had the impression of their presence. I knew to wait for direction, if any, and simply obey. I spiritually saw the arm of Christ and raise and the words say, arise and walk, emphatically. I was not sure if the children would understand if I spoke this to them, so I thought, how may I convey it to them? And immediately I knew what to say. Do you remember, Mommy <clears throat> said that God made you perfect? I frequently told this to my children. My son nodded affirm affirmatively, and my daughter answered yes. I felt certain this was a good sign. I continued, Well, if God made you perfect, do you know, know that nothing can ever change that? And they said yes. I knew the inspiration of Christ was with them also, and that the healing was assured. I turned to my son affirmatively. Well, then, when you are ready, you can sit up, and I will carry you upstairs, and you can rest on the couch. Then, when you are ready, you can go and play. Okay? My son nodded. Then in a few moments he began to sit up. It felt natural. As we proceeded in thought, I knew I must rise in using all my mother love as the strength of a lion to mentally and absolutely hold and bar the door of any intruding thought whatsoever. As we entered inside the room, the room lit up as though the light of the sun had come through all the windows, as well a sense of calm, sublime peace and complete assurance that the healing was done came over us. My son rested a few moments sitting up, but soon stood up and went to play in the room with his sister. Much later on when checking them, there was no broken skin, only the slightest pink where the impact appeared to have been. Glory to the Almighty and his Christ, the Savior, who has rolled the stone obstacle away. Sent with love from West Australia. It's wonderful to be here tonight to hear of these powerful examples of the healing power of God, to hear those beautiful readings um, about how love does drown away all our fears. I was certainly one who feared almost everything at one time in my life. And at that time was working in a practitioner with a practitioner, and it became clear to me that Fear and love cannot be in the same place. Uh, you cannot be fearing and have love in your heart. And you cannot be loving and have fear in your heart. So I began to practice that. And when I was feeling so afraid of whatever situation was confronting me, I would ask myself, well, how can you love more in this situation? What is it? What love will heal this? fear that you seem to be experiencing. And in every situation, an answer would come, 
And so instead of fearing, I would love more. And Mrs. Eddy says that, doesn't she? The answer is always loving more. And in loving more, the fear would go and healing would take place. I'm so grateful for these beautiful and powerful truths. This last testimony was certainly an example of that. She refused to fear and let love govern her for the healing of that little boy. Thank you all for being here tonight, and much love to you all. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? I'll read the third verse, hymn number 195. Tis what I know of thee, my Lord and God, that fills my soul with peace, my lips with song. Thou art my health, my joy, my staff, my rod. I lean on thee. In weakness, I am strong. Hymn number 195.